Welcome to the arena, where sometimes the hardest part is showing up. My name is Linda McLaughlin. Thank you for being here. For most of us, the thought of a cancer diagnosis is terrifying and sends our minds down a tunnel of despair. For Darion Khattab, it was the beginning of her transformation. Thank you for listening. This is episode six. I just wanted to say thank you, first of all, for agreeing to do this. I haven't been in touch with you for quite some time. I've been following you on social media and seeing what you're up to. And it sounds like you've been very busy and really finding your stride as a new coach and reaching out to a lot of people in your home country and perhaps beyond. I I watched your TEDx talk, which I thought was wonderful. And congratulations on being selected Thanks. to do that. It's, it's not everybody who gets a chance to do that. I thought it was great. Thank you so much, Linda. And thank you so much for this opportunity. Honestly, when I saw your email, you made my week. I was on holiday. I went to south of Jordan, where the beach is. And I was just smiling and happy the entire time. First of all, that I crossed your mind for you to reach out to me. And second, just to be part of the arena, to be part of, a, of an inspirational podcast that will hopefully impact and inspire and motivate people worldwide and whoever gets the chance to listen to the episodes. So thank you. Quite welcome. (laughs) My introduction for you. Darian Khattab lights up a room. We met while we were both completing our studies to become professional coaches. Before she came to coaching, she had completed an undergraduate degree in biomedical science and a master's degree in management. She is focused on constantly learning. And to that end, Not long before we met, she had thrived from cancer. I might say survived, but as she will tell you, she embraced her diagnosis of Hodgkin's lymphoma as a new friend. She's now a professional life coach, an emotional fitness specialist, a writer, and a public speaker living in Jordan. While our meeting was brief, Darian had a deep impact on me, and I am grateful for that chance encounter. Thank you for doing this, Darian. Thank you, Linda, for this amazing opportunity to be with you on this podcast. You're welcome. I have so many questions for you, but I wanted to get to know you a little bit better and allow the listeners to get to know your story. And I thought I would start with what childhood memory particularly stands out to you? Having my mom as my teacher and my mentor. So my mom was my kindergarten teacher. So she was my teacher for two years. She was my English and Arabic teacher. I was at an international school where we were learning both languages. And what really stood out to me is I used to see my mom not just as a mother, but as a mentor, as my voice of reason, as my supporter. And the confidence that people see in me nowadays is not just something that I was working on over the past two or three years, but it's something that was embedded in me because of my upbringing and my mom's effect on me. So whatever I see in myself in terms of confidence and resilience, I always go back to that child memory, having my mom as my supporter and my mentor. And I'm super grateful for her. And yet your diagnosis was given to you on Mother's Day of all things. Yeah, I still remember this day very clearly. On Mother's Day in 2018, I was diagnosed with advanced Hodgkin's lymphoma. And believe it or not, the first thing that crossed my mind as soon as I heard about my diagnosis was, what a gift to my mom this year. Wow. 
And then I started thinking, Zerin, who do you have on your mind that you have a conflict with? Or who do you want to reach out to that you'd like to clear the tension or ease up any sort of tension? Because it was a shock. And as a 24 years old, healthy, it really came out of the blue. But then 48 hours after I heard about my diagnosis, I thought to myself, Zirin, you have two choices. You either accept your diagnosis and you start thinking forward, what's after cancer? What's after this challenge? Or do you wanna dwell and start complaining and wear this victim hat and start questioning, why me? Why is this happening to me? And just to isolate myself in this bubble trying to make sense of something or trying to get answers to a question that nobody has an answer for. You're an emotional fitness specialist. What does that mean to all of us? We understand the need, you know, I got to do sit-ups, I got to eat properly, but we don't think in terms of our emotional fitness and how that has an impact on us, especially right now in this time of complete uncertainty that we are faced with. And so what have you done in order to help develop that in yourself and share it with others? I truly believe that the only thing that differentiates one human being from another is not their status, not their background, not the time that they have in the day, and not even their gender or their age. It's their mindset. It's their emotional and mental state. After overcoming my health challenge, which is cancer in 2018, and after getting my training with Adler Graduate Professional School, I decided to specialize and excel in helping people overcome life challenges with resilience and with strength. So the term emotional fitness stems from the idea of training your mind the same exact way that people train their body to become fit it's training people's mind to become emotionally and mentally fit because challenges and obstacles are a big part of our life. They're inevitable, right? And with them, people get hurt, people feel down. So especially in our times right now where it's full of uncertainty, it's full of pain and unexpected situations and circumstances, I believe that the person needs to work on their own emotional fitness in order to overcome these challenges. I referenced you making friends with cancer. Mm -hmm. What did that look like? I mean, most people would receive a cancer diagnosis and completely crumble. And as you spoke about really just feeling badly and think about the worst of what is to come. What did you do to turn that around? And what did you learn through that experience? I look at any situation or circumstance in life in a neutral perspective. So everything that anybody faces in life is neutral. It's up to the person, it's up to the individual, whether they'd like to see it as a positive opportunity or a negative problem or a negative challenge. When I first got diagnosed with cancer, it took me 48 hours to really absorb the shock and to turn this bitterness into something better in my life. So I decided to accept the disease and to befriend the disease instead of looking at cancer as an enemy 
and me as a warrior who wants to fight this disease. I thought that, you know what, Dereen, maybe it's time for you to look at cancer as a friend, as a temporary friend who's coming to visit you for a temporary period of time. And as any other friend that we always encounter in life, friends are there for a reason, for you to learn something from them. So I decided to take this period of my friendship with Hodgkin's lymphoma that lasted for nine months in the best way possible. So I started thinking, all right, so what is this friend trying to teach me? What am I going to learn from this friend? I took this period in my life to reevaluate my priorities, to discover my true passion in life, and to really channel my inner strength and my courage. There is a powerful quote about courage that I'd like to share with you. It's, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the assessment that something else is more important than fear. So instead of dwelling in the fear and uncertainty about cancer and my treatment, I decided to look at life post-cancer and post-treatment because this was more important to me at that time. So instead of asking myself, why me? And why am I getting cancer? And why am I going through this treatment? I started asking myself, what is the best way to tackle this situation? And how can I truly transform this health challenge into a great opportunity for me to move forward. So the courage that I felt throughout my treatment period formed like a solid foundation for me to become even more courageous in other aspects of my life. So for example, as soon as I was done with my treatment, I decided to leave my full-time job and to go to the unknown, where there is no source of security uncertainty whatsoever. And this uncertainty or this unknown was to start my coaching training with Adler. And six months later, I came to Toronto, and this is where I met you. Sometimes stepping outside your comfort zone and truly channeling your courage to test your limits and to test your potential as a person could really take you to places that you would never think of. Because freedom is priceless. And I wanted that freedom, and I wanted to test my potential. I wanted to ask myself, what am I capable of becoming? Because I believe in the true potential of people. I believe in the true potential of human beings. Every single human being has unlimited power, courage, and potential. But it's up to you whether you decide to take the choice and take the decision to test that for yourself. That was so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I want to ask you what holds you back? I mean, have you had moments of doubt? It, it sounds so positive and so easy, but when you have those moments of self-doubt, what does that look like and how do you overcome it? I feel these moments of self-doubt are only normal for any person to have. And without these moments of self-doubt or fear, you would just become reckless. I believe in the balance of things. I believe that as much potential, resilience, motivation, and drive you have, you should always think twice about things. You should always ask yourself, am I being on the right track? I take moments of self-doubt as a chance to pause, to take a break, to reevaluate things, and to test myself and see where I'm standing. So it's more of, let's say, testing my presence, my self-awareness, where am I standing? Am I being on the right track? And then move forward. 
So it's like driving a car that has no brakes. This is how someone will be without any sort of self-doubts. To me, I see self-doubts as a brake, as a mechanism or uh, a healthy pause for you to reevaluate things and to see where you are and if you're on the right direction or on the right track to achieve your goals or what you'd like to get out of any situation or circumstance you're in. I'm hearing a real self-knowledge and deep listening to what your heart and your gut is telling you about the circumstances, about what you most want to pursue. What impact do you want to have on the world? What's your legacy? Every single morning around sunrise time, I practice gratitude and I always repeat the affirmation that I see myself as an international coach who does motivational talks around the world to help people increase their emotional fitness. I truly believe that words create people's worlds and words are so powerful that they have the power and the energy to either motivate, encourage, and inspire people or to destroy them. So with the words that I have, I would love to leave an impact where I help people work on their emotional fitness. I noticed a trend over the past 10 years where people are obsessed with their physical fitness, with the different physical techniques, with the different diet trends, but nobody is really paying attention to the emotional fitness. Beauty is the beauty of the soul, the beauty of our thoughts. Because if you have a beautiful body and a beautiful face, but you negatively talk to yourself, how can you have a happy and content life? And I'm sure that everyone strives to have a happy life. Everyone strives to have this inner peace and contentment. But how many of us are willing to do those emotional sit-ups that are necessary to do the work that is necessary in order to achieve that inner peace. Exactly. Hmm. What would you do on your last day? I would hope that I exit life feeling happy and content. And to me, happiness stands on three main pillars. Gratitude, forgiveness, and giving back. So I would love on my last day to still wake up around sunrise time and practice my gratitude, to be grateful for my existence on this planet, to be grateful for all the experiences and the people that I've encountered and met throughout my life. And then my way of giving back would be to have a talk to a big audience and leave an impact and leave my final words. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I would envision myself ending my talk with, you can either be living your dream or living your fears. And then finally, I would love to watch the sunset because the sunset reminds me that everything in life is temporary and has an end, whether it's memories, people, feelings, and even positive and negative circumstances and experiences. And with that, I would love to end my day with forgiving myself and forgiving the other people around me. And this way I would exit life in peace. That's really beautiful. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share with us before we wrap up? People always look at hardships and obstacles and challenges that they face in life as big problems. 
And as long as you perceive these hardships and obstacles as big problems, you will never be able to overcome them because you'll always see them as things that are bigger than you. Hardships are there for you to appreciate what you're not focusing on. And hardships are there for you to test your own potential. They're there to get the best out of us. So if we really channel courage, resilience, and our inner strength, we will definitely be able to overcome any hardship we have or any hardship that we face in life. I really look forward to watching your star rise. I'm sure you're making a huge difference in people's lives. Thank you, Linda. The more you can can find an international voice, the more I think we will all benefit from your experience and from your message. It means so much to me, Linda, really. And you have no idea, like just being on the arena and just being part of this podcast means so, so, so much to me. Uh, Maybe I'm not really expressive with words (laughs) right now when I just get showered with all these lovely compliments, but I assure you that deep down inside, this just means the world to me. So thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you decided to take this step and to uh, share this inspiration and these motivational stories. Thank you very much. And good luck to you. When I listen to Darien's story, I wonder how I would respond if I would be able to make friends with cancer. Thank you once again for listening. Please subscribe leave a rating or review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you feel someone else might benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it. I look forward to sharing my next guest's story of going from being a full-blown meth addict for over a decade to the recipient of a community leadership award from the FBI. Until next time, I'm your host, Linda McLaughlin in The Arena.